0: Hello. Welcome to Mac and Cheese. Mac being me and cheese being the word of God. Thank you for listening, tuning in and listening to us. we're so happy to have you, and it's it certainly is a pleasure for me. It's even a pleasure for me, to, for God to have selected me to be a mouthpiece for him. Well, I uh, bless the Lord today, and just glad to be alive. We're going to talk about, um, we're in the book of Revelation, and we've been talking about the seven churches in the book of Revelation into chapter two. And we have discussed earlier Ephesus, which was the church that had lost its first love, the loveless church. We talked about Smyrna, the suffering church. That was the church that was persecuted and people put in jail and uh, lost their lives just for serving the Lord. We talked about Pergamos, the church where Satan's seat was. And we talked about the adulterous church, Thyatira. It's where the devil decided that he wouldn't persecute the church from without. He would just move in the church. And many of the leaders and uh, the priests and the people there in the church, they were actually committing adultery. And what a name, the adulterous church. And they taught the uh, doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And that was something they were adding to the Word of God and taking away from the Word of God. And this is the reason why they were called the Adulterous Church, because they weren't teaching the Word of God. And today, Grab your pencils. We're going to be talking about Sardis. God called it the dead church. Jesus called it the dead church. The word Sardis actually means Prince of Joy. And uh, Sardis was built on a hill. And it was uh, a thousand feet above the surrounding plain. And if you remember that John wrote these beautiful letters to the seven churches to warn them, somehow they had got far away from their original intentions and he called them to warn them Jesus is coming soon and they needed to know where they were standing so that they could get ready to return with God uh, as I said, Sardis was on built on a um, a tall hill, And they really thought that they were uh, secure up on this big hill. And one reason, because they could see the enemy coming to attack. And because they believed their city was too strong, it was conquered by the enemy. Because they didn't do what they needed to do to protect it. Sardis was considered to be a wealthy city and was known for jewelry, textiles, and dyes. They also, there in Sardis, was a temple dedicated to Artemis. And the city lay on an important trade route down in the Hermes Valley. Sardis was less powerful under the Roman rule than she had been previously. And Jesus said to the church of Sardis, he said that, um, called himself the seven spirits, he who possessed the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. He said, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. And Jesus was the one that possessed the seven churches, I mean the seven spirits, and the seven stars. In other words, The stars represented the messengers or the leaders of the seven churches. And it is he himself who anoints the messenger and his church with the Holy Spirit. The church itself It had a good reputation. People talked about it, Um, mainly because they had good programs and a lot of stuff going on, just church almost 24-7. But a church reputation before humans, before people, is not what counts the most. Oh, that sounds horrible. But it's not what counts the most. What counts the most is what our Lord thinks of us, what Jesus thinks of us. And he said, you are dead. And in the very next verse in the Bible, he says, I have not found any of your works complete before my God. And this means many churches, even like today, they're on the move. But they're not pleasing God. They have become almost like a, a social welfare center. It's good, it's very good to help people, but it's far more important for a person to be saved, to know Christ personally. That might sound harsh to say about a church that's flourishing, but you need to be careful. The people that are the head of all these organizations, they need to be saved. They need to have the spirit of God within them. They need to know God personally. And this can happen in a church. People, they don't Believe the Bible, and the Bible isn't being. It's not taught in the church. They're just busy, busy, busy doing the work of the church and not the work of the Lord. And He uh, told His church to strengthen themselves to remember where they were and to take notice of what was going on. It's more important to be worshiping the Lord than it is for all these social um, things that we do. And not to say that they're not good, but you have to do both. And The worship is the one that's the most important. He told them to be watchful. weigh out what you're doing. Don't let your church become so involved that you forget the word of God. Don't allow uh, things to be taught in church that is not in the Bible. In the previous church that we talked about, Pergamus, they were, um, allowed Jezebel to teach. And she taught the people things that weren't even in the word of God. And be careful of your teachers, that they're teaching and staying close. I mean, not close, that they're doing, saying exactly what God said. And the second thing he told them to do was to strengthen the things that remain, which are about to die. The third thing that he reminded the church to do was to remember, therefore, how you receive what you receive and what you heard. Four was hold fast to what you've heard and believe. And the fifth thing was. To repent Repent means to change your mind and to let your actions follow. Get back to the word of God. There's a whole lot more than I can say. Um, one thing that people begin uh, to talk about was when Christ was coming back. And people begin to set dates and times. And that's the very thing that God don't want us to do. He don't want us to do that uh, because he said that nobody would know when that time was coming. And if you're in a church and they're giving you a date, you need to really consider to leaving and going somewhere else. I uh, used to listen to broadcasts, and this man talked about Revelation all the time. And he was very thorough and very detailed. And he just, from listening to him talk, he just knew exactly when Christ was to return. And um, he just passed when this uh, virus uh, took him, this um, COVID virus took him just all of a sudden, and his whole um, broadcast that he used to come on, it just folded. But I'm telling you, be watchful, be careful. And let's teach the word of God. And above all, let Christ be number one in your church. We're going to cut off right now. And uh, just wanted to get you up to par with the fifth church. And we're only talking about one at each um, podcast so that you can Think about it, and remember it. They thought they were safe upon that hill, but some uh, they someone sent one soldier up the hill, and they opened the gate, and the city was invaded. And that's how careful we have to be about the devil. We might be looking for him in one place. And he comes another. Uh, One thing I heard that um, said, if you give him your hand, he'll grab your arm. And if you give him your arm, he'll pull you in. So be careful. Oh, one little sin can destroy you. And so we thank you for uh, being a part of our uh, presentation on today. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you to uh, go to our podcast. I mean, to our website, which is macandcheesepodcast.com. Go there and leave your name and your email, and we'll put you on our prayer list. We'd love to pray for you. And we just thank you so much for listening on today. Father, we just thank and praise you for being in our midst. We thank you that these words that were spoken (coughs) will truly help someone on today that they it would help them a long life and we pray that they would share this information because Jesus is soon to come. We don't know when. I mean if if we just uh open our front door and look out it's just like it's you could expect him tomorrow. You could expect him in within the hour. But we don't know when Jesus is gonna come, when the rapture is gonna happen. So it behooves us to get ourselves, get our life together, repent, and be saved. We pray that each one that hears the word of God, that it would prick their heart and they would want to turn and give their life to you. Holy Spirit, those that you have uh that are asking for you to come in to strengthen them. God, we pray that you would strengthen them and we need you in this day and time in Jesus name. Well, we thank you for listening in. We hope you continue to pray for Jerusalem, pray for the people in Ukraine. They're being persecuted right now. And, um, This is in our day and time. Those people are running for their lives. They can't have church. They can't do anything. They're being invaded by Russia. But if you have a moment, speak a word of prayer in their behalf that the war would be over. We thank each one of you, and we will see you again very shortly. In the next two weeks, and we'll be talking about another church that John wrote a letter to. On um, he was in he wasn't in prison, but he had been banished to the Isle of Patmos. He thought his life was over, but Jesus Christ made the difference. He came in to him on the Isle of Patmos in a cave where he was all alone and he was able to do his greatest work at 92 years old. So let's be about God's business. We're not too young and we're not too old. We are just right for the Lord. I love you. Please pray for me and I'll be praying for you. God bless.